And welcome back. Thanks for joining us on ThePeopleChronicles.com. This is yet another edition of What's the Story? I'm your host, Joe Painter. And our guest this afternoon is Dr. Peter Puglis. Dr. Puglis, thank you so much for taking the time. I could talk with you for hours and hours because your life is not only filled with adventure, but filled with inspiration. And we can all learn from it, as I have from the cookies. And there's a variety of cookies in here. They're not all chocolate chips. I want you to know that. <laughs> there's a whole host of cookies in there. Um, what, what compelled you to write the book? Well, a lot of different things, I think. Um, there's always a story in everybody that has to be told. But, but the one thing I wanted to be able to convey to people was while I practiced medicine and, and I went to medical school and did all those things, I really kind of walked with God in in the practice, and I wanted to convey that that God is there to help us. You know, He's not a judgmental God or a vengeance God. He's a God of love, and if we can just keep that in mind, you know, it uh, it changes your whole life. You know that. It, one of the things that I was impressed in the seminary, you know, you're always searching for something in life to hang your hat on, see? And one of the things that I remember when in the gospel when they asked, one of the men asked God, uh, Christ, Master, what is the first law? And he said, the first law is to love the Lord thy God with thy whole heart and soul. But the second is like unto this, love thy neighbor as thyself. This is the law and all the prophets. And I thought, that is the simplest philosophy in the world. And if we did that. Why do we find it so hard to do sometimes? We, we, you ever wonder about that? You know, I, it, it, it's, it's the, the nature and it's the, the, one of the things that was explained to us is that we are body and soul and and the soul or spirit tends to want to go back to heaven and elevate us but the body keeps us in the mud so that tension is what makes life difficult but also exciting see so you want to reach up but you want to wallow in the mud too it's interesting and, that you bring up that concept because early on in the cookie doctor I think, if memory serves, you you met a gentleman by the name of Ernie. Ernie. And Ernie was going to die. He was terminal. And you were kind of, I, I sensed that you were a little distraught because there was nothing you could do. And as a doctor, you're trained to help us live, to help us get better. Yeah. And you couldn't say to Ernie, it's going to be all right. And and there was a lesson in there. How did that lesson come about and what can we all learn from that? Well, I, when I found out Ernie had terminal cancer, I was at that time in the throes of a research project in the university. And three day, three nights a week, I would be down to university and I didn't get back till sometimes 10 o'clock. And sometimes I was so tired, I, I just couldn't go to the hospital and see him. I would make rounds early in the morning except for Ernie because he, he would sleep. And I'd see him at night when I came home. So after three nights, third night, I went to see him. And I walked in and he said, oh, Doc, you know, 
where have you been? I said, well, Ernie, I've already been busy. And he looked at me. He was so sick and cake-headed. He lost so much weight. And he said, no, Doc. He said, I don't think that's true. He said, you, uh, you know, I'm going to die and you can't help me. He said, but I really need your help now. I need you to help me to die. That hit me so hard. I just collapsed on a chair and cried. And even today it has an effect on me. But he put his arm on my shoulder and talked to me and said, I need your help. And I thought, my God, you know, this is part of being a doctor. You can't help everybody to live, so you must help people to die and die comfortably and, and with courage and hope. And then I realized there was a part of medicine that I never understood. Do we teach that? I mean, were you taught in medical school, and has it changed that as as a doctor, uh, it, part of the role is to help us die? So when he said, I need uh, you to help me, he didn't want you to help him live, did he? No, he knew he was going to die. He knew that way before I did. You know, I think some doctors know that. But not many of them, because we view death as our enemy. That's what we're, we're trained to keep people alive. See? But what I learned from one of the doctors was that the first, your first duty as a physician is to relieve pain, mm -hmm. to cure disease if you can. And we, we, Often forget the first see, that, that we must and, and dying is is to many people painful. I remember my my cousin when he was dying of stomach cancer. He 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 said, "You know, Pete, if you think living is hard, wait do you try dying?" And he was he died that night because it's physically painful. It's physically painful, and it must be a mentally. You know, when you're conscious, you know, and he was fully conscious, he has trouble breathing, had metastatic lung, uh, stomach cancer, but it had metastasized all over his body. And uh, he, he was in pain, uh, but he had trouble. The biggest problem was just in his breathing. You know, he was struggling to breathe. And I, um, I tried to help him as much as I could, uh, stayed with him, and he died several hours later. But, and that was after, well after Ernie, see, but, but. Uh, it was I, still hard, even yes, though you knew it was what to do. But what I learned is not to lie to people that they're going to get better. Mm. I had a woman one time, she was an extraordinary woman, and she had terminal breast cancer and she was very 
depressed because she was only 42 years old. And oh, she my. was a very attractive woman and smart as a whip. And she was going through this depression, and I went over to see her one day, and, uh, and I said, Sarah, this goddamn cancer is going to kill you, and you know it, and I know it. But we're going to fight it together. And she looked at me and said, yeah, she was an educated woman, but she swore like a trooper. <laughs> and she said, uh, she swore, and I won't use the, the language, but she said, you're right, you know, we're going to fight this so-and-so and so-and-so. And she lived almost a year. Oh, my. Where, where she, normally I thought she was would die in a matter of a few months. But there is an extraordinary part of people where they and I found this out in medicine, mind over matter. Now, this is well known, see. Uh, there's just a study that came out of one of the medical schools that I was talking to about with a doctor this morning in which meditation has been able literally to heal brain disease. Well, we knew this for years that uh, you see people who pray, and I have seen spontaneous recoveries that I would never believe, but people do it. And, and Is that the hand of God, it's in, always, your, in your opinion? It's, it's always the hand of God. It's always the hand of God. Uh, you know, and you know the, the, this is what amazes me. Everything we do has to have energy from God. There, when you go back to what is the final energy, it's, it's God. So God's hand is in everything. You know, we don't want to believe that. We want to believe that we, you know, with a great I, it does this. Yeah. But, but we are utterly... Without God, we are nothing. Well, hopeless and pathetic. Uh, but but it, it, it's a spectacular thing to, when it does occur. It's also extremely humbling when you realize what what we really are. And I think, um, I remember the Latin words, tu pulvis esit pulverem reverterit, thou art dust, and unto dust thou will return. Uh, that is humbling, you see. But but we forget the part that won't go to dust, and, and that's the part that's exciting and driving in, that's in my the soul? life. The soul. The soul, the soul is it. This goes so quickly. We didn't get to the sand tart. We didn't get to the snickerdoodle. <laughs> and there are so many more. So please get the book, The Cookie Doctor. But before we wrap it up, you you wrap it up. And I, without giving away the end of the story, because there really isn't an end. You have a next chapter. You've gone on to be a world-renowned esthetician and have written textbooks for other estheticians to follow. Mm -hmm. And again, in your quest and, and thirst to help people heal and be healthy and comfortable. Um, but at the very end, you know, you offered a piece of advice, and it was about reaching up and holding a hand. That was a, was a memory of my grandfather, mm. who would, uh, in the morning, 
was about two and a half, and uh, he spoke very little English. And of course, I, I knew no Italian, but he he would say to me, Chigalone, which is an Italian slang for little fat guy. Viniqua <laughs> uh, means come here. And he'd say, Facciamo due passi. Let us make the two steps, which is idiomatic for go for a walk. And then he'd put his finger out. See, I'd reach up. When I was holding his finger, it was uh, as though I had a fear in the world and perfectly strong walking with him. And that's where I got the analogy of the hand of God. See, that was basically from my, from my granddad. And he was a, he was a remarkable man. So you suggest we just take that hand and go for a walk? Yes, and I say, you know, when you're when you're really down and out and you need help, the hand of God is always there. You know, we just have to reach up and hold it, and it, it's amazing what it will, can actually do for you. See, but. It's it's inspirational what it has done for you and how you've called on that faith and shared that faith with so many people in the Cookie Doctor and those people remember you so fondly and now if you've never had the blessing to be able to be treated by Dr. Puglis, um, you can read the book and get all the lessons as well. So the book is available, I believe, on, on Amazon.com, Kindle, Google at The Cookie Doctor. And you've just met him now, Dr. Peter Puglise. I thank you so very, very much. Many blessings. Thank you, Joe. It's wonderful talking to you. Likewise.